Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, do you love summer or what? I just love this month. We're in the month of July. It was a great fourth. Welcome, Power Partners, to our informational playground of Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are Charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We are the mother-daughter dynamic duo striving to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations for you. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, once again honored as a top nonprofit for the sixth year in a row by GuideStar. You can make a donation today at bethestarur.org. And this is from May West, Vavavoom May West. An ounce of performance is worth pounds of promises. And I thought that was a great miracle moment, Heather, to start off because, first of all, May West was just, you know, a siren of the 30s, I think it was, 30s and 40s. And in today's show, we are going to be talking about beautiful. What makes you beautiful? What is beautiful? What is beauty? What does it mean? You know, what does it mean to you? We're also going to be talking about travel, dining, trip safety, and how to be busy but stress-free because we Americans, we tend to be busy, busy, busy. So just remember, life is a chance to do things your way, not always the cheapest way, not always the most popular way, and not how others think you should, but It is our own personal precious chance. So, Heather, let's get right into beauty. Beauty, to me, is all about being alive, being authentic, about being free, about expressing who I really am and bringing the inside out. And, you know, there's that saying, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. 
And I think that's true when we look at cultures around the world. So sock it to me, baby, one more time. Uh, what, is, <laughs> what is beauty to you? Yeah, well, you know, just kind of the big takeaway is I think of, you know, we cut, we wax, we color, we straighten, we shave, we, we work out, we run, we sweat, we're doing all these things. And we always spend so much time, um, you know, really just kind of scrutinizing that person that's looking back at us in the mirror. And, you know, one of the things it feels like if, you know, we live in this society of, you know, if only, if only we were that person on TV, if only we look like this person that we work with, that girl at the grocery store, um, you know, there's constantly these ads and campaigns showing us in magazines, um, you know, this is what beautiful is. If you wear this, if you, you know, use this product, you're going to achieve that look. And, you know, we have this almost sense of self-worthlessness that comes sometimes that, you know, we're not good enough, you know, and it's, also, too, it, what it can create is this, you know, physically and mentally exhausting us from this kind of living this life of always wanting to be something. And we aim so high and we're shocked when we don't hit that mark, what we see as, um, you know, what beautiful is. And in reality, our beauty isn't dependent on what, um, on who we would like to be. It's who we are. And so the main thing is just, you know, where does come from. And I personally, when I look out, I see so many, you know, just kind of speaking of just women in general, so many different shapes, sizes, you know, ethnicities, colors, and hair, women that I find so beautiful. And, um, you know, the thing is, it's not where it comes from or where it can be found. It's something that I feel is hidden with inside everyone. And, honestly, and you know, I want to jump in there right right away there, too, because I, I am so with you about it being inside. And just yesterday, went to lunch with both my mom, your grandmother, and my aunt and my cousin. And both of the moms are in their 80s. And we took a picture, and we were I was looking at it today, and they are so beautiful because they exude energy. And when you see this picture of them, you know, despite that there's wrinkles and, you know, you know that they're not teenagers anymore, they exude such happiness and life. And both my cousin and I were saying, wow, they are beautiful. Yeah, well, you know, the, the thing that I think is that, you know, real, natural, strong, and especially you know, powerful women, um, it comes from within, it comes from your heart, it comes from, you know, the things you do in life, it blossoms, it makes you into this, you know, gorgeous rose of things. And I think a lot of times, you know, people's actions for things are what makes them such beautiful people, you know, that they're kind, um, you know, and, and I, I do think, because I'm someone, you know, I dye my hair, I wear makeup, I work out, um, but it's to be what, for myself, my own standard of beauty is, not to be in comparison with anyone else. And, you know, it's something you've always said that, you know, in life there's always going to be people that are prettier, uglier, fatter, thinner, richer, poorer. If you spend all this time um, worrying about what you're not, you're going to miss what you are. And I think, you know, that's such a big thing for, especially with women today, and especially with young teen girls, they were showing up how, you know, there's been studies talking about this, you know, kind of comparison thing, how, um, you know, young girls have, you know, at the most part, at the highest risk with, you know, uh, self-esteem and self-body issues. And interestingly enough, in these studies that they found, it isn't coming from um, the thing they compare themselves the most to isn't to these celebrities or these people. It's something slightly more general that they, they compare themselves to other people around them. And at that young age, it's usually about a physical thing. It isn't, 
you know, it's about, you know, is this girl prettier, you know, taller, thinner, what it may be. And instead, you know, they're not creating these, you know, these self-strong things inside. And I think, you know, in recent years, um, there's been a lot of media campaigns that are now focused more on this positive, um, positive stuff for women. Like, as we all know about the Dove campaign that showed, you know, that was really kind of bearing on, that showing women that, um, you know, with, uh, with wrinkles and, you know, with love handles and really embracing, um, you know, taking that risk and showing themselves and saying, like, this is beautiful. And um, there's been these now commercials, I think it's for Verizon, or of showing women um, this, this the sorry campaign. And it's saying how women um, oftentimes, you know, we say sorry, I forget what they say, how many times a day, that, you know, the first thing we walk in for a meet to get someone to, you know, Phone rings instead of saying, um, "Oh, you know, I have a phone call." Or, excuse me, our person you know, say, "Oh, I- I'm sorry, like sorry to bug you." When people bump into us, "Oh, I'm sorry," or we we ask something, so I'm sorry. Can I ask you a question? That it, we always feel so apologetic for something when we when we shouldn't. So they do this commercial where they show it, you know, the exact same thing. They put this woman keep saying, "Oh, sorry, sorry," and then they change it. They show the the same commercial but with the sorry taken out and how different the words come off. And there's another campaign of showing how... I haven't seen that campaign, but that sounds like an amazing campaign. Yeah. Because it's so true, is our words can diminish us, just as our posture can and our body language. And we forget about the importance of what we are saying and the tonality and how we're saying it and how we're going to come across. And there is no reason to be apologetic for something that we don't need to be apologetic for. Exactly. I mean, one of the things I find to be just really beautiful in women is people that have that, that sense of self-confidence. I think oftentimes, you know, I, I have friends or I, I know or I've seen girls that, you know, don't fit into that stereotypical of what, this be, of what beauty is, of, you know, thin and tall, that they have this exuberant confidence and I find that to just like that's what makes them beautiful. That's what makes them sexy. That's what makes you want to be around them, and that's what attracts other people to them. Is you know personality is this, this you know joie de vivre, this fun of life, and this you know some. And well, a great great. example of that is the actress Melissa McCarthy, who is oh my god, completely and I don't think she's ever been attractive in a movie. And there's been a lot of articles interviewing her lately saying. Don't you want to play a heroine? Don't you want to play somebody who's beautiful and sexy? She's like, why? Why? Why that burden? She goes, I'm already beautiful and sexy. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I, what you just said about confidence, she loves who she is. And, you know, it wasn't always that way. She had to struggle to be herself and to express herself. But once you really own who you are, you become beautiful. And I think that's the key is to the oh, ownership. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. And I think, you know, also what people need, I, I think there's a very rare, a very few amount of people who have always had that, I, I feel confident, I feel comfortable around skin. I, I feel, you know, almost all teenagers go through that kind of awkward stage or that feeling, you know, you don't, you don't like being different. You, those aren't the things you embrace. And isn't, it's oftentimes that you get older and, you feel like, oh, this is awesome. These are the things that make me me. These are the things that make me beautiful. These are the things that make me unique. And when you're a kid, unique is something usually you don't want. It's like, oh, gosh, you know, you want to fit in. You want to be like everyone else. Um, and, again, I think that's so beautiful now when, you know, you see just people all over having that self-confidence, um, you know, to wear what they want to wear, to say what they want to say, to pursue, 
you know, jobs and careers and really that go that go getterness. I I see my but people that also have this joy. I find negativity when people just, you know, itch and moan, you know, all the as that complain, complain, complain. Um however you know, we're all entitled to complain about things. But when that's their only vocabulary, it's just such negativity. I find that so unattractive. And I know a lot of really pretty girls who I feel like whenever I'm around them are just complainers and I it, it doesn't make you want to be around them. And I feel like it takes away you know, from the physical beauty of it. It makes it, it kind of shows the true colors of them. First people who have, you know, and I'm not saying you have to be positive and sunshine all the time, but, you know, people who are positive and have that good look outlook on it, it, it has this, this odd attractiveness to it and humor. I, mean, I feel like you know, beauty really is something that comes from within, and it's so different. Exactly, it's and, and it is true. Person. It is true. I think that it's really when you get to know somebody, they become more beautiful or they become uglier. depends on their personality. But when you're talking about physical beauty, it's so interesting if you look over time and look throughout history and art and the cultures around the world, what beauty, exterior beauty, meant in different time periods. There was a time, you know, in the time of the artist Peter Paul Rubens, when all he painted were these really huge, voluptuous, we would call them obese women today, but they were, you know, opulent and, you know, had copious amounts Mm -hmm. of fat. And they were considered absolutely stunning. And the reason in in, uh, older times or ancient times is that, you, if the fatter you were, the more beautiful you were because it meant that you were richer because you had, you had the ability to put food on the table where all the thin people, they didn't have that ability to put food on the table. And isn't, so, that, and isn't that crazy that now oftentimes obesity things are related with usually the opposite as, exactly. as we've discovered before because people not, you know, because um, fast, unhealthier foods are less expensive. And so that's why usually... It's, you know, it's a role reversal that people who, um, you know, tend to be more overweight currently in our country with the, the condition, it, it's due to low um, economic uh, abilities and, you know, they're not having the ability to, to purchase healthier food because of cost. Exactly. It's exactly a role thing. And then if you go to other countries and, you know, other cultures, I mean, you will see that in some cultures, if you smile, that's considered beautiful. And in other cultures, if you smile, that's a threat. You know, you see uh-huh. that, you know, you see that if you're, you have, uh, like in some of the African countries, if you have these huge, your, you know, uh, rings in your ears and piercings everywhere, that might be considered attractive, whereas if you don't, you're lesser of a person. And it just, it just depends where you are. So I think that the real definition of beauty comes down to what you were saying at the beginning is... There is the exterior beauty, but that changes with, with, um, with times, and it changes with, you know, the periods and the country that you live in. But internal beauty, I think, is always the same. Good, kind, confident, giving, caring people are always going to be beautiful in some way or another. Exactly, and and you know as you say, it looks it, that you know, in today's culture that you you know you can buy drinks, get injections, and things sucked out and put in and on. Um, but forever, you know, if people, if you know, over time, things your your looks change, but personality, joy, you know, having that stuff, that that always shines through. And again, I, I think that gives vitality. I think that keeps people looking younger. And they even there's even been recent studies talking about meditation of how. 
supplementation not only, you know, calms people down, but the thing that it, it actually, you know, activates um, certain hormones as well as kind of kills off free radicals in the body because of this sense of calming, you know, you're calming down your nerves. And as you know, when you're, when you're frantic, when you're under stress, you know, it shows on you. When you're stressed out, it, people often say, oh, you look so tired or, you know, it, oh, yeah, you, you, look, you look exhausted. Um, first, you know, when, you, when you've gone this far, or something, when people say, oh, you look relaxed, you look like you're slowing. So finding you know, that quiet time, finding that peace within yourself, because honestly, I feel that, you know, comparison is the biggest piece of life because it eats away at you. And, you know, your body is the only thing that is truly yours, that everything, you know, we rent, we buy, but it's not ever really ours. Um, that's the one thing that, you know, you're given and you have. And I think, again, you know, that starting from the inside, that uh, many times, you know, you can fix so many things on the outside, um, but oftentimes the thing the outside is there might be something that's more broken in the inside of, you know, what is your pursue that. So, and, and I think, you know, to side, there's so many different um, exterior views of, of beauty. You know, you see different couples or, or people you know, who are attracted to, to women who have a certain look of them or whatever it may be. Um, I think it's really defining with yourself. Or what is your personal definition? What do you see when the mirror, or what, you know, what is it that you want to look like? What is going to make you what is it that you're going to feel? Or what, and oftentimes, you know, is it that you're going to be successful in your job? Finding that thing so that someone has that self-confidence so when you look in the mirror that they feel confident because the inside of them is, is coming out. And I know for me, something that makes me so beautiful is, you know, being with friends, feeling loved by that. You know, but those are things, you know, smell like helping others. When people give a positive comment to me, it's unrelated to any physical aspect. When they say something kind about my personality, that's what makes me feel really good. That's what gives me those days when I'm like, you know, when I look in the mirror, I think, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but when someone says positive comments to me that are unrelated to looks, that's what makes me feel beautiful. That is so well said, Heather. Very well spoken because that is such a truism. And you're so right that it, at one point in our lives, we always have self-doubts, and, and so much is caused by media uh, because there's so much negative media, and as you said earlier, you know, we're told to buy this and buy that, and we'll be happy, and we'll be beautiful, and da-da-da-da-da, and every single person is unique, and so the real key is to own your self-esteem and, you know, own your self-confidence and be really grateful for having a healthy a healthy body and a healthy mind, and Everything else is a bonus in life. Everything is a bonus. And I think the great thing about beauty is we really do have control over it because we have control over the way we think. And however we think is how we're going to express ourselves. So if there's any tip to be taken from this, um, this, this segment, to me it would be is to be your best self, your only self. And look at the positives and celebrate who you are as a person and help those around you celebrate who they are. So I, I really think that what you had to say about the inner beauty shows on the outside, that's, that is the key to life. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the rest of it looks like. Just own, <laughs> own yourself, right? It's about being. It's about being your own individual star, being the star that you are. <laughs> right, and yeah, exactly. About being authentic. Be the star you are. There's always going to be uh, self doubts, but if you can just be clear on 
your motivations and the fact that you are a good, shining, bright beacon of light. Well, Heather, give out the website. That was a great segment of beauty. Beautystyre.org as well as beautystyre.com. And when we come back, we are going to go on a trip and we're going to talk about dining and traveling and how to stay safe. So stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We will be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the star you are. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are, you are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a life. Well, thanks for staying with me here on Star Style Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I am your personal growth coach here on the Airways with you every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. That's 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. And I am always happy to have you here with us. So, Summer is here, and this is a time for major traveling for lots of people. A lot, a lot of people because their kids are out of school, and you know they want to take advantage of this. So, what happens when you're headed to a distant destination? You're kind of going off the tourist track, and you are really hungry for adventure, but you're not certain whether your stomach is going to be strong enough. So, what do you do? Where do you eat? And how do you go about it? So, I. I'm a huge believer in when in Rome, do like the Romans and really kind of go for the gusto. You want to be a foodie when you're in another country. You really want to 
try things, but the key is to be a smart foodie. So with a pinch of precaution, you can explore some new culinary grounds without risking those tummy troubles that could not only slow you down, but literally coop you up and send you home. Of course, the first one is going to be think before you drink. That makes it, that's probably very obvious. You want to stick with the bottled water to be safest and always opt for beverages without ice because most establishments in most countries, if they're making ice, they're just making ice with tap water. If that tap water is contaminated, the ice will be contaminated. And as soon as you have a drink with it, you are going to get sick, most likely. And it's a hard one for Americans because we are so used to having our drinks with ice in it, whereas many other countries, they rarely serve ice. In a lot of places in Europe, you know, you order a beer, it comes room temperature. You order anything, it comes room temperature, a Coke or, or whatever. Also, be careful of the bottled water. Make sure that it really is sealed. I know that there's been many times when I've been in Mexico and South American and Central American countries where I order bottled water and the bottled water comes in an open bottle just to find out it's really just tap water that they have collected these bottles and they refilled them. So you want to be really careful with the water. Now that is the same thing with any raw foods. Remember that you always want to wash it, peel it, cook it, or forget it. That's kind of the traveler's timeless axiom. You want to peel any fruits and vegetables whenever you can because the peel is where the water or the fertilizer or whatever they've used, that's where it's really touched. So once you get to the inside of the fruit or vegetable, you're usually okay. And then when you do wash something, again, we get back to you want to be mindful of the quality of the water you're washing it in. So it doesn't do any good to wash your fruits and vegetables before eating them and wash them in the water that you're not drinking because you're afraid of getting sick. Because if you wash it in that water, it's it, challenges are, you know, the chances are you might get sick. Same thing with brushing your teeth. You want to brush your teeth with bottled water. Again, sealed bottled water. So if you're taking, if you're going on a road trip, you can easily pack enough water to go with you. However, if you're going on a plane, you're going to have to buy water after you've gone through security and before you get on the airplane and bring some with you. And most likely, you're not going to be able to bring enough for your entire trip. But it might be a good idea to buy, you know, a quart or two or as much as you can carry just to get you through the first few days of your trip before you acclimate. Now, what about snacks? You don't want your hunger to drive you to make some very questionable dining choices. So you want to bring some fuel for those long days. It's really easy, and again, especially if you're flying, to pack like dried fruit, nuts, energy bars, jerky, any of these things that can tide you over until you find a reliable spot for a proper meal. Um, ginger candy is something that is a great thing to pack because ginger naturally helps upset stomachs. So if you get queasy, you can eat the ginger or you can add it to a tea, whatever, and it'll help you. Papaya is something else that can help you if you get sick. Now, what about where should you eat? If you are looking at restaurants and 
you're choosing between a couple, you always want to go with the busier place. And that's something that we do at home as well. When there's a restaurant, there's nobody in it. Huh? Sometimes we, it makes you wonder, why isn't anybody eating there? So the more popular an eatery is, the better chance the kitchen is serving, you know, the absolute freshest, freshest uh, food. And that's exactly what you want, is you want that, you want that, you, you want that fresh, the fresh food. So uh, the other thing is about what about if you are going to be um, on the street? There's lots of street vendors in so many countries. And sometimes these are like the best, best places to eat. Like I remember when I was in Singapore and Malaysia, we ate from these carts and the food was fantastic. But you want to look at the cleanliness of the food cart. And also if they're, you know, if they're serving fish or anything, is it, is it being kept fresh? Is it in uh, tanks? Are they, are they in uh, ice? Uh, you know, are they being kept cold or are they just keeping them out there in the hot sun? Are there flies on things? So be careful when you are looking at where to eat. And uh, just because, you know, when I say follow the crowds, just because a lot of locals are eating at one of those places doesn't mean that it's going to be okay for you. Because remember, we acclimate to where we live. So the food, the food might, that may not get them sick because they've lived with it their whole life, but it might get you sick. Now, also think about the condiments, ketchup, mayonnaise, salad dressing, and other toppings are always going to be safest for you if they're in a sealed package rather than in open containers. So if you want, you know, one of the best things you could probably do if you're going to be traveling, especially to third world countries, and you think that you're going to want your own condiments, is just pack a Ziploc with those little plastic uh, individual containers of whatever things you like, whether it's mustard or ketchup or mayonnaise. You know, salad dressing and mayonnaise and anything that's made with eggs is going to spoil very, very quickly, especially if it's in the sun. And you could get food poisoning and get extremely sick if you eat something that has been contaminated. And that goes to say here also in in the United States, if you're having a picnic or you're having, um, you know, a tailgater or you're just going to a barbecue and you know, potato salad has been sitting out in the sun or deviled eggs haven't been on ice. It's really very easy to get um, salmonella or food poisoning. So you want to be careful. So, you know, be street smart there. Now, getting back to um, the, the push cart vendors, you know, and the curbside kiosk, because as I said, they really do serve some tantalizing local delicacies. If you're eating on the street, don't have the cold or the pre-made food. Go for items that are prepared hot on the spot. And, you know, some of those carts can be just really, really amazing, amazing food. But, again, don't go for things that have been sitting there. Don't go buy, you know, or the sandwich or whatever sitting out there. So those are a few of the, the tips for being safe as well as far as eating. Now I want to talk to you about traveling, whether you're going to be traveling via your car or even an airplane. But let's talk about your car first because lots of people are going camping right now. You know, they're going to Yosemite or they're, they're going to the Grand Canyon or to Yellowstone or to any one of the national parks throughout 
the United States. And I know as a kid, we that's all we ever did is we went camping and we traveled all over California and parts of Nevada and parts of Oregon. And we stayed at every single state park that was in existence when I was a little girl. We didn't even have any camping equipment. You know, when my dad put a tarp over the truck, um, we had we did have a couple lanterns, but we actually would build a bonfire, cook over the bonfire, and little by little over the years, we got sleeping bags, and we finally got a tent, and once in a while, there'd be bears in the camp, but I have the greatest memories of our car trips and all of our camping trips, but there are a few things that you do have to remember, because I also remember my uncle breaking down with his uh, his old car that couldn't make it up to Yosemite and my dad having to get a chain and pull him up the hill to Yosemite with our truck and a drive that should have been like six hours was like this 20-hour drive. Of course, as a kid, we thought it was fantastic, but I'm sure the parents were pulling their hair out. So here are just a few tips of getting your vehicle ready for the good times to roll. So you want to check your car. Now, no matter if you've been on the road for a few hours or a few days, a well-maintained vehicle truly is your most important piece of equipment. So before you go on your trip, have a mechanic confirm that your car is ready for the drive. And, you know, if you're a member of AAA, which I am and I love AAA, you can go to a AAA approved shop and they will do an approved repair or look, you know, look over. And I think you get a a discount, um, a discounted rate for that or check with your own auto club or if you have a trusted mechanic and, you you know, you want to make sure that your tires, your oil, you know, the windshield wipers, everything is working because you get out in the middle of the desert and and if a um, a belt a, a belt breaks you're going to be in really bad shape so you don't want you really don't want that to happen the next thing is keep your eyes open on any long trip staying alert behind the wheel is a top priority and it's also a big challenge so you want to get a good night's sleep before the drive and then try to have at least another driver with you to take over whenever you're tired you want to pull over you don't want to keep driving and just roll the window down or get a cup of coffee and think that you can make it that's when accidents happen so on a long trip it's better to pull over and sleep or to have somebody else with you so that you can you can make the trip safely also make time to stop and rest and stretch your legs they, the suggestion is to do it every couple hours or every 100 miles. And you want to drink lots of water, obviously no alcohol while you're driving a vehicle. Walk around, you know, get some fresh air before you start driving again. And maybe that's a good time to get a snack. So, and if you really again are tired, pull into a motel or a hotel and get some rest because it's so much better to arrive Uh, a little bit later than to risk a collision by nodding off at the wheel. Now, if you are traveling by plane, the same thing goes about drinking lots and lots of water and getting up to exercise. It depends where you're traveling to, but 
let's say you're traveling from California to Italy and it's a 15-hour flight. It doesn't matter whether you're in first class or you're in economy. You really need to get up and stretch those legs so that you don't get any kind of embolism, which happens frequently on flights. So you want to do exercises. You want to at least walk. I know it's hard in a plane. I always find it so hard to walk around in a plane. The aisles are small. The bathroom areas are always crowded. And, you know, you just, you just feel weird doing it. But you need to get up and to stretch. I also bring... I usually bring like a tennis ball or something if my back's going to get sore to put behind my back when I'm traveling on an airplane. And I do isometric uh, exercises with my feet and my arms. And I actually use water bottles as weights to kind of keep my arms going. And it really does help quite a bit. And again, drink lots of water. The temptation is to drink alcohol when you're flying and maybe one drink will be okay, but... If the you dehydrate when you are flying. It's also good to bring a spritzer because your skin really takes a beating on an airplane. So if you have a spritzer, you can spritz your face a bit and uh, keep your, your skin moist. So those are just a couple of tips. And also the fact of snacks. You want to bring snacks on the plane. Yes, you can buy or normally you can buy food on a plane, uh, but you never know when they're going to run out. I was actually flying from Ireland, and I was actually, because I had been on a speaking job, and I was actually in first class. And, I, you know, I expected, well, I'm in first class. I'm going to get a meal. I'm going to be fine. And it turned out that there was some confusion between the craft service and the airplane. And by the time the plane had to take off, it had nothing on board. It had no water no soft drinks, no alcohol, and no food. So the entire trip from Ireland uh, until it made a stop in Washington, D.C., so I think that might have been six or seven hours, not one person on the plane, unless they had brought their own water or their own drinks or snacks, was able to get anything. I was shocked that they let them take off because without water, you could totally dehydrate. But just always be prepared. That is just so, that is just so much better. Now, the next thing is to pack wisely because you, um, you really want to have some, uh, some things in case of emergencies. Like if your car breaks down, you might want to have a car charger, like for your battery. Always take along a paper map and a printout of your route even if you have GPS, because you know how it is, we can get out of coverage. And the last thing is remember never to leave children or animals unattended in a hot car or yourself. Even a few minutes of heat exposure can be dangerous or fatal. So if you leave kids or pets in the car for a short time, always have a responsible adult stay with them to keep them safe and to keep them cool. And if you're out there driving on bikes or motorcycles, watch out for pedestrians. Um, and in your cars, keep your mirrors aligned. And just always be aware because in summer, lots of people are out on the streets and it can be more dangerous. So with that, I wish you safe tra travels and a happy summer. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about the no-stress busyness. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. 
Be the star you are. And we're coming to you on the Voice America Empowerment Network and an empowerment channel. Don't go away. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Is it good to always be busy? Even though the constant stress isn't healthy, there are healthy ways to think about these tasks without becoming overwhelmed. In Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he lists and explains seven practices a person can adopt or, for lack of a better word, become more an effective person. First, be proactive. Take initiative and responsibility for your choices. Begin with the end in mind. Put first things first. Think win-win. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Synergize. Create positive teamwork to accomplish more as a group. Sharpen the saw. Balance yourself both mentally and physically to create a long-term effective lifestyle. It's true that not everyone will find the same lifestyle suitable to their wants and needs, but I have found from personal experience that these seven habits prove to be effective in ensuring your own happiness and your healthiness in spite of the deadlines and the chaos in one's life from day to day. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan from Star Style with another business bite. For coaching or consultations, call 925 925- 377-STAR, that's 925-377-7827, or visit star-style.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Be the star you are. You are the star. Pump up your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style. Be the star you are. Hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, we just talked about in the business bite uh, about being busy and how not to become overwhelmed and to perhaps use the seven habits of highly effective people to become more effective and to find healthier ways to go about our tasks. Because being busy is not always a bad thing, but being overwhelmed is. When you are doing things that you enjoy, busyness is good. The alternative to being busy when looking at it through a negative point of view is actually boredom. So would you rather be doing nothing or would you rather be doing something you love? With that being said, 
we all succumb to the feelings of being overwhelmed. And that's when it's important to take a step back and to reflect on what you can do to go from the feelings of fatigue to empowerment. Because being busy with activities that you love really should bring you joy and energy. And when you assess what is making you feel unhappy, then you are able to either remove it from your life or find a way to cope with it in a constructive manner. Now, I don't know how many of you saw the movie Eat, Pray, Love when the protagonist, Elizabeth, was having a conversation with her newfound friends in Italy about the importance of finding time to enjoy yourself. And the Italian friends describe the all-too-familiar feeling of being burned out by saying that Americans, you know, you work too hard, you get burned out, then you come home and you spend the whole weekend in your pajamas in front of the TV. And obviously, that is not the right way to go about it. In the New York Times bestseller, former attorney Gretchen Rubin describes in her book, The Happiness Project, the importance of scheduling some playtime into your day. And research shows that you are more likely to report being happy if you participate in some leisure activities. And what those leisure activities are is up to you. Whatever that is, it's what you enjoy. It's not what the world says you have to enjoy. And as we get older, it just seems like we have less time for this. But that's not entirely true. What's happened is we just stop scheduling time for it. So if you think about it, when you're younger, when you're a young child, you know, your parents scheduled you. They scheduled play dates or they had you were part of the tennis team or baseball team or soccer or ballet. And those are all social activities that kids find fun. But when, at what point in life did you actually stop playing? Was it when you graduated from college or when you got your first job or when you moved out and when you realized oh my gosh, I'm now an adult and I'm responsible for myself. So it's easy to come up with the arguments that school got in the way or work gets in the way or family gets in the way or whatever it is. But the truth is, no one is taking away your ability to have fun and to get out and to do activities except for you. So you have to schedule those into your daily life And do things you enjoy. And then you'll feel more relaxed. And when you come home at the end of the day, you're not only going to feel excited about life, you'll feel less drained and more enthusiastic. Now, for example, I am a major gardener. And for those of you who listen to the show regularly, we have, I do a couple segments a month that are all about gardening. And to me, gardening is incredibly relaxing. And it's something that makes me feel like I'm really contributing to the beauty of the earth and to the environment and, you know, just to the lifestyle of my family. But in order to do gardening every day, I have to give up something else. So for me, it is not, it's not even a choice. I really enjoy being out in the garden. So I don't care about going shopping. I don't care about after work going and stopping at a bar to have a drink with a friend. I rather would I would much rather come home and be in my garden and you know do my own thing here. So it's a matter of scheduling that in. If you really feel stressed and you need to get a massage or you need to exercise or you need to take a yoga class or a bar class or whatever it is, 
you need to put that on your calendar. I'm a Mac person. I have iCalendar. And on my calendar, there are certain things scheduled on certain days at certain times that are really all about my mental, emotional, and physical health. And they're for me. And when I get a call that somebody wants to book me for something else, it is pretty rare that I'm going to give up my personal time in order to do this other job, unless, you know, it's something that's so amazing that comes around once in a lifetime, and then I might consider it. (laughs) But in general, I'm at this stage in my life now that I realize that I am really important, and if I don't stay healthy, body, mind, and, and, um, and spirit, then I'm not going to be of any good to anyone else. I'm not going to be able to coach people. I'm not going to be there for my family. I'm not going to be there for my friends. So there comes a time where you have to say, I really love what I do, and I love being busy, but I have to have me time too. So there's so much juggling that goes on, but as long as you counterbalance it with things that are going to enhance and inspire and encourage you, that is really helpful. Now, there are also some apps out there that are going to help you do it all. The favorite of most all the young people that I know, especially teens that I coach, is called Evernote. Now, it serves an array of purposes for everything from just taking notes by recording your voice to an agenda that has multiple tabs, which you can divide into work, social, school, whatever you need, uh, free time. And the most useful part of this app is that it's available for download for iPads, iPhones, and other Apple computers. Now, this means that you can sync your schedule and your notes between all your devices so that you are never left unprepared. And I like that idea, and I I guess that's why I really love Mac. I love being able to sync all of my devices and not have to be constantly transferring one to the other. The Be The Star You Are teens that I work with say that it's really handy for them when their parents complain that they can't keep up with their schedules uh, because they have these kids these days are so, so scheduled and so busy and have so many activities going on that it's hard to fit in family time. But when they're on Evernote, the teens can share their schedules and their notes with their parents so that everybody can be on the same page and everybody can be updated and organized. Now, another great option for staying organized is Habits Pro. Habits Pro is an app that is designed to help people lead healthy and happy lives that are stress-free. And it does this by letting you manage your finances, cleans up your calendar, and it also lets you take really quick notes. You can password protect access to the app to make sure that your personal information won't fall into the wrong hands. And I think that's really, really important today because there's so much identity theft out there. And another really awesome feature is the graphs that allow you to track your happiness levels and the range of them as you complete different activities. Overall, even though trying to fit everything in is often impossible, there are a bunch of other great apps that are available. You can just, you know, check them out. You can just uh, search for them. And, um, and you can come up with stuff so that you will be able to, to you know, complete your activities and be stress-free. So overall, even though trying to fit everything in often seems impossible, it really isn't if you are scheduled. 
And when you do feel overwhelmed, it is important to take a deep breath, to take a step back from the situation. Put any of the issues, the challenges, the problems into perspective and then to make any decisions. Because when you start to see your situation for what it really is versus what you perceive it to be, you're going to realize that you are in much more control than you thought you were and you'll begin to feel less overwhelmed because you are in control of the way you feel and you are in control of the activities that you decide to incorporate into your life. And if you want to enjoy your life more and have more energy, you have to make those hard choices. You have to clean your closets, get rid of the people in your life who drain you and suck the life out of you, and eliminate any of the activities that you're not feeling, you know, you're not feeling, you're not feeling like they are enhancing your way of living or giving back at all. And also, one of my favorite, what I want to say, one of my favorite things to live by is that no is a complete sentence. When someone asks you to do something, to volunteer for something, to be somewhere, to go to some party, you know, to whatever it is, you can just say, no, thank you, or just no. You don't have to give explanations. You don't have to go into detail because no is a complete sentence. So I hope that will empower you to go ahead and be busy as long as you are not stressed out and to engage in activities that really make you feel great. That at the end of them, you're like, woohoo, yippee, I am loving this day. And with that, now that it's summer, I hope you go out and you eat some delicious, juicy watermelon and you shuck a fresh ear of corn and put it on the barbecue and slather it with butter because there's just nothing better. So I'm wishing you a happy summer of being calm and adjusted and happy. And thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every week. Make sure you are tuned to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, for Heather Brittany and I, as we will bring you some personal success coaching and some expert advice and help you have more fun and success because we believe you can change your life and you can make your dreams come true. For more information about Star Style Productions or any of my consultations or buy any of my books, you can go to star-style.com. You can call our studio 925-377-STAR. To make a donation to the charity Be The Star You Are, visit bethestarur.org. Listen to our teen show on Voice America Kids Network Tuesdays at noon Pacific. And until we celebrate again next week, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep you happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the 
It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.